I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every day, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. So today on the show, talk a little bit about making some weekend memories, embarrassing your children in front of all their friends at school, and uh, God, uh, you guys already with the happy birthdays. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. I do try to stay away from birthday celebrations as much as possible, especially uh, and not because of the age, but because uh, I'm 41 today. And the thing about like when you get to a certain point, you can only celebrate birthdays with fives and zeros at the end. I don't like these people that it's like their 43rd birthday and they're taking trips to Costa Mesa and they're you know, throwing big to-dos. No, no, no. Bullshit. You don't get any of that, my friend. You get a happy birthday. You might get a card. You get a hug from your kids. You get a phone call from your mom or your dad. And that's it. That's all you get. You There's, there's not... I don't like the celebrating. Everybody keep it, uh, you know, low-key. You're not the most important person on the planet. Hundreds of millions of other people have been born on September 13th. Hundreds of thousands of them on September 13th of 1980. Not anything special. If anything, pick something that you've gotten throughout the year. Like, I look back at Al Bundy, and I think about Al Bundy and his four touchdowns in a poke high football game. And that's the type of stuff you should be celebrating. I would much rather, I picked picked up a game-winning fumble. Greenway, 10th grade football. It was tied, fourth quarter. Three and a half minutes to go. Quarterback from Greenway fumbles the ball. I pick that shit up, run it in. Now, it had to have been sometime around this time of year, September something or another. I don't know exactly the date, but I would much rather celebrate that achievement, that thing I did in 10th grade, won the game for my team. That was probably the two games we won all year. I would much rather celebrate that than a birthday because that's got a little bit of meaning to it. You, you did that. That was your thing. Not so much just, you know. It's not like I I achieved this thing on that day, September 13th, 1980. If anything, we should be sending out, you know, congratulations cards to uh, our, our moms for goddamn pushing us out. Maximilian, mine's Friday. 53 years, but I'm just a little kid inside. Yeah, you do still feel mentally like you are way younger than what uh, you're supposed to be. Because we used to look at 41-year-olds and just go, God, look at that old piece of shit. And now that guy is still equally as kid-like, childlike, if you will, at that age. Uh, Mine is next Tuesday, the sixth anniversary of me turning 39. So if I'm doing the math, Danielle, so you'd be 45, celebrate away. Like I said, if it ends in a zero or a five, feel free to throw down. You made it. Every five years, throw yourself a nice little party. Go out, get some sushi. Enjoy. Take a trip. You know. I was supposed to go to Portland on my 40th birthday. That didn't happen. Uh, COVID got in the way. And then I don't know if you guys watched the news, but Portland lost its goddamn mind and lit itself on fire for about a month. So that got ixnayed. And then um, 
I guess we just never got, but I don't know. We're doing stuff. Everybody's got shit going on. Life's good. So if anything, uh, I was taking a look at Saturday night because Saturday morning I got up. We threw a nice little party here. You guys might remember that last year because we didn't go to Portland, we ended up having like a little impromptu party at my house, which uh, I am now calling the annual annual party, the annual party that is held annually. And uh, this year was the second annual annual party, the annual party that is held annually. Um, Before we move on to that, I just want to say, read a couple comments here. Beaker, happy birthday. I hear you, man. Turning 41 in November. Right on. Good for you. What's up, Jamie? Scooter, I still remember serving 14 straight aces in volleyball. Freshman year in high school. See what I'm talking about? That's what you got. Find that day. Figure out exactly what day that was. And then every year, go out and get yourself a cupcake. Put a tiny little volleyball candle in it. Light that shit up. Blow it out. You don't need to be spreading that to other people. Then they don't need to celebrate it either. You just need to have it inside of you. Uh, Dana, happy birthday in the same way. Never like celebrating my B-Day. But this year, 42, I decided to do a few things. Science Museum, Valley Fair, and Brewery. Yeah, I mean, if you're not putting other people out. Because uh, my sister was like, hey, so what are we doing for your birthday? I'm like, we are doing nothing for my birthday. Because it's Monday and you guys got shit to do. And so do I. So who gives a shit? It's not a big deal. I don't need to go out. I'm good. Totally good. Uh, Amy, happy birthday, Rudy. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good morning, Gretchen. Uh, Janessa, happy birthday, Root Toot and Rudy. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I, uh, like I said, I, I was sitting around on Saturday morning, got up, got the backyard all ready to go. Because now I think the annual, annual party that is the annual party held annually will have to be a stand-up show. I had a bunch of scrap wood that my buddy Lance had dropped off, built a stage, erected a stage in the backyard, had some of my really good friends, Maggie Ferris, uh, who is, I'm going to put this photo up real quick on the Instagram live feed. There's me and Maggie. Maggie is hands down one of the funniest people I've ever met. And then you get her on stage in front of people and she crushes it. Why in this photo I look like Fire Marshal Bill from In Living Color? Per Jim Carrey, I don't know, but I do, and I apologize. It's a very weird photo, but uh, I was about nine glasses of whiskey into that drink, or into that photo, <laughs> proving my point. And uh, Maggie and uh, our good friend David Harris came out and uh, did uh, did about, well, I said, you guys can do like 15 minutes. I think that's cool. I think everybody ended up doing like 20. I got up and just sort of introduced him, and I was like, I'll do like five minutes. It ended up being like 15 to 20. So what we thought was supposed to be like a 45-minute show actually went on to be about an hour and a half. And it was great. And I was, that morning after I got everything set up and the stage was built and the PA was out and the lights were up and the cake was out on the table and we got, you know, all the chairs and the fire pit and, you know, everybody's just uh, getting ready to have a great time. I just sort of like stopped for a moment and I was watching my daughter on her trampoline and I'm looking at this backyard and I'm like, you, dude, you made it. You made it. You don't need to have... People think like there's a level of success where you made it, where you have to have like, um, you know, a a multi-million dollar mansion and you have to have a couple of Rolls Royces in the... A private jet. That's not it, man. That's not it. You know, you got a house. You're living in a time where technology is making life so much easier. You got people around you that love you. 
You got too many people on social media saying happy birthday to you that you can't even go back and individually say it's just too much, it's overwhelming. You, you made it, man. You made it. That's, that's a good life. Why do you need any more than that? Is it good to strive and try to like build shit and, you know, create something that's long lasting? Absolutely. But if you don't hit that, don't feel like you're a failure. You know, we set ourselves up as people, we set ourselves up so high to be able to just not achieve, you know, you think about it, like all the American idols, all the YouTube stars, all this shit, and everybody wants to be it. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out that way. And people think just because they don't get to that level uh, that they have failed. And it's like, dude, look around, man. Like, things are good. You know, you might not have that multi-million dollar house or a couple of private jets. You might not have friends that are world famous. You might not be going on tour. But you still, you made it. You arrived. I've marked the level of success by the amount of appliances I have on trays. Because if my TV and my microwave are both on the same tray in the same room, yeah, you haven't achieved yet. You get that shit hanging on the wall, you hang a microwave, you are a made man. You have achieved, my friend. You are as rich as they come. You hang a television on, that's how you can really tell. Is how, if you got a TV on the wall and it's 65 inches or bigger, dude, you've made it. You've made it. You totally have. Now, the house that you reside in might be too small for a television screen that size because progressively TVs are getting bigger, but our incomes ain't growing. So the houses we can afford to put these giant TVs in have stayed the same, but the TVs keep getting bigger. Uh, but if you look at it, that's what we've become and it's a good life. So why is everybody trying so hard with all the other shit, man? Just enjoy what you got. It's a good life. It's yes, you should tr- try to achieve you should try to outwork everybody, but at some point, just realize, man, like you've made it. I think there was a study done that said, like, after seventy-five thousand dollars, there's no more happiness. If you make seventy-five k a year, you can't get happier. You can make thirty-one million, or you can make seventy-five thousand. Your level of happiness stays exactly the same. I would almost argue that at thirty-one million dollars a year, you would probably have way more problems than the guy who makes seventy-five thousand. Correct. Now you got family members, you got, you probably got multiple homes, you got all this shit, you got, you're trying to like keep people from not embezzling your money. Like it would be tough. It'd be incredibly tough. Uh, Maximilian, I noticed a lot of the Instagram live people have birthdays in September from the comments. It's probably why we all enjoy each other. Happy birthday to all of us. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Yep. Uh, Jesse May Peluso, who I do work for, for her Sharp Tongue podcast is three days from now, September 16th. And of everybody that I work for, I feel like her and I click the most for whatever reason. Maybe it's, I don't believe a lot in Virgo, you know, like everyone's like, well, you know, I can't hold on a, a job because that's my Sagittarius coming out. It's like, no, you're just a fuck up. That's all. You don't need to blame it on anything else. That's it. Uh, Scooter, mine's September 28th. See, is that Virgo? That must be right on the cusp. I think it's the cutoff is the 20th, right? Yeah, either way. Like I said, I don't really pay any attention to that garbage you know it's like when people just go well the reason why i i drink wine every night is and i'm a little feisty is because that's the french in me it's like well, no you're just a huge bitch that's all you're just a bitch you, there's no rhyme or reason to it all right just you are that person uh libra Ooh, a libra okay right i don't see i don't know anything like i will do something and then my other friends will go dude 
that's the Virgo in you. And I'm like, nope, that's just my way of doing shit. I'm sorry. You know, I leave my car a little messy. Oh, that's, that's your Virgo coming out. No, it's not. It's just, I got other shit I want to do. <laughs> Although the one nice thing about having people over on a Saturday night is you have to go out and work your ass off to make it, to give off the impression like you are a clean human being, you know, scrub down the garbage cans, clean out the fridge, make sure that whatever smell was coming out of the basement is cleaned up, you know, put on the impression that you are a well put together human being. It's good to do that once every six months, but uh, it was a fun party. It was just a lot of like, you know, mostly just like family members and, you know, a couple of close friends. It wasn't anything big. There must've been about, I think I looked in the backyard. There was about 20, 25 of us, you know, a couple of their kids came over and, uh, it was, it was nice. It was, it was great. It was a couple of like impromptu friends that just happened to be like, hit me up and go, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, what are you doing tonight? You know, dude, come on by. Like, I figure most of you guys have shows or you got your own shit going on, but if you want, stop on by. And it was cool. We did have one neighbor who came to the, um, now I feel for anybody who is single, who is definitely in their forties and who was looking because it can certainly be a, uh, a tough road to hoe when you are in your forties and you're looking for love. But we had a neighbor stop by and I don't know this neighbor particularly well, but her kids are about the same age as my niece, and whenever they're around, they bring the kids over, and everybody has a good time, and she said, she stopped by with her kids. I was like, hey, why don't you and your husband stop on by? We got a little comedy show going, a couple of drinks, some laughs. So she comes back, and she's got a friend with her, and her friend, I saw them walking through my backyard, and I went, oh, that lady is shit-faced, <laughs> and I was dead on. This woman was hammered, slurring words, tripping over chairs, shaking hands with people, you know. At some point, my friend Ange thought, you know what would be funny is, because this lady was like, well, does anybody know if anybody's single around here? And Ange said, you know what you should do is get up on stage and grab the microphone and tell people that you're looking for love, which is the last fucking thing you want to have a drunk person do. Ah! So I see this lady making her way towards the stage. I have to try to intervene. I catch her right as she grabs the microphone. I'm like, get off the stage. Get fucking lady, get off this. I don't know you, get off the stage. And she's like, everybody, I'm looking for love. And I'm like, not going to find it here. And she goes into the microphone. If anybody is single, and my brother-in-law, being the wise ass that he is, is like, the guy standing next to you is single. And I turn, I'm like, I'm not that single. Jesus. So I finally get her ass off the stage. I walk up to the neighbor and go, dude, what's up with your girl? Because I can't have this. She's more than welcome to stay if she behaves and keeps her mouth shut. But what I just saw from her jumping up on stage and then what she's doing now, 45 seconds later, by, you know, grabbing pieces of cake out of little kids' hands and shit, like, fucking, we, I don't know if we can have that. My neighbor's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to pack it up. I'm sorry. Leaves. We all have a really good laugh about it. Yesterday afternoon, right before I'm leaving to go watch some football with the family, I get a knock on the door and my neighbor's like, hi, uh, my apologies for last night because that was a thousand percent 
unacceptable and my fault for bringing her. I said, no, 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 it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. No need to apologize. I, I appreciate that you are apologizing. And in fact, I'm saying it's okay that you didn't apologize, but in actuality, I think I'd be really miffed if you didn't come and apologize, but it's totally okay for two reasons. Number one, we all have that friend. Everybody has somebody in their life that they need to apologize for continuously. Doesn't matter what. And a lot of times it's guys who have idiot guy friends. And then the new people that come into their life don't realize, like, why do you still hang out with that idiot? Why? Is it? But you're like, dude, I've known this guy since we were seven. I can't give him up. He's been, that guy is my ride or die. You know, if you kick off early, that guy is who I live with for the rest of my life. So I can't give him up. Second reason, we've all been that friend. If you think about it, how many times have you gone to a party with somebody and then, boy, you made a mistake. You had too much to drink. You said something that you shouldn't have. I constantly think about a... uh We were out on Lake Minnetonka for like this, I don't know, I think it was like a work thing. And they brought us out on the boat and it's like, uh, it's a big pat yourself on the back bullshit, you know, like look what we did this year, whatever. And a woman that I worked with had brought her friend, I'm going to put it in quotes, because even though she didn't tell us how she was related to this person, I'm pretty sure we all kind of knew. And uh, while we're all just like sitting around having some drinks, talking it up. Uh, her friend had made a comment about like, I don't know what it was, like a Weight Watchers or a Seattle Suttons or something like that. And uh, I proceeded to go on a drunken tirade about, and I may say drunken, I'm not like shit faced, but enough to where I had a couple of drinks in me and I spoke my mind a little bit. And I'm like, that's all bullshit. All of it. That Seattle Suttons, that all that stuff, that Weight Watchers, all that crap. It's, it's all set up to make you, it, it, it's all set up to make you fail. And yes, you might lose a couple of pounds on it, but it's all set up to make you fail. You know, uh, you don't learn how to cook for yourself. Uh, you, you, they put it, you know, they make these things like every single day you need to you know, check your glue close and blah, 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 blah. And you got to do all this shit. And then uh, after like a month and a half, you're like, I'm tired of doing it. It's just, it's unsustainable. It really is. Instead of like teaching people how to find the foods that they like and how to cook them and how to eat them and nutrient timing and all the things that actually do work. You go ahead and you put people on, you know, these bullshit weight loss things where basically they send you a package of food. And what your mind does is it goes, this is how we make breakfast. Open the lid. There's breakfast. Instead of figuring out great ways to be able to like make eggs and spinach and all that stuff that's really good for you and figuring out like, you know, how much food you should be eating. No, no, no. They just send it to you. So you do this thing and you stick with it for like six to eight weeks and you drop your 10, 12 pounds and you're feeling good about it. And then eventually you start to slip off a little bit, but your mind is still like, Hey, how we make food is we pop the lid on it. So all the other shit that's got lids on it that you buy from target or Walmart or wherever that is garbage food. So you don't really know how to do any of this stuff for yourself. And now you're stuck putting on all that weight that you lost and it's not it's it's just silico and it's dumb and it's for people that don't have willpower and i'm just like i'm going on and on and on and then her friend stops after i kind of get done I, you know there's like a moment of silence afterwards and nobody really knows what to do and the lady goes yeah i lost 43 pounds on weight watchers i was like 
Good for you. <laughs> Way to goddamn improv there. How about yes and, lady? What the hell is your problem? Jesus. Go take a class at Huge Theater and figure out how to go along with the story. No? Okay. Um, I felt kind of bad about it, but uh, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, we all had those friends? Yeah. So anyways, um, so the neighbor comes over and is like, listen, I'm really, really sorry about this. And I, and I just thought, like, whatever. I'll never see this woman again. I don't really care. And then she said, yeah, she's kind of going through a rough thing. This is like her sixth or seventh time through rehab and it hasn't stuck. And immediately you think, oh, now I feel terrible. Now I feel terrible. Now I feel bad that this person is going through this. But after I sat and thought about it for a while, I was like, you know what? After five, six times, dude, that's on you. I'll give you once, twice even. Yes, you can relapse. Three times. All right, now we're starting to get into some territory where you need to start, whatever you've been doing is not working for you. Uh, but when we're on like six, seven, and also friends, if you got a friend who's uh, six, seven times in rehab getting out, maybe we don't invite him on over to have a couple of drinks on a Saturday night and then go to the neighbor's house and make a complete ass of yourself. I'm just saying. If you guys watch Louder Milk, did you fi- if you watched it, I finally got through the ending and I love it and it's amazing. And... Uh, there was a, the second to last episode, Brian Regan. Do you guys know Brian? Oh gosh. All right. Now I'm bringing up Brian Regan. We can't sleep on Brian Regan because I love Brian Regan. In fact, my daughter is not a huge stand-up comedian fan, but her and I watched the new Brian Regan special on Netflix and lights out one of the funniest dudes ever. I mean, hands down ever. He's so... And he's in Loudermilk. He plays this dude called Muggsy. And Muggsy is a guy who's got a couple of kids. Here he is. Here's Brian Regan. Uh, where's the Senate sound? hearings. Those things are bizarre. The way they talk to each other at that level is so strange. At our level, if we don't like somebody, we say something like, hey, I don't like you. <laughs> at that level, they're nice for four minutes. And on the fifth minute, they kick them in the teeth. First of all, I want to thank you for coming down here and answering our questions today. On a personal note, I've had the pleasure of working side by side with you on the Armed Services Committee. I know you care a lot about your constituents. I know in the education bill, you've done a lot of work in that regard. And I know you care a lot about charities and that's all to be commended. Why do you lie, cheat and steal? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this guy. I went to one city council meeting. Man, was I disappointed. These people wanted to build a building that was higher uh, than what the law allowed. Wait, you guys can't hear the clip? All you can hear is Paul snoring? That's it? That's it? That's all you guys can hear is Paul snoring? Can I go to a city council meeting? Never mind. Um, God dang it. All right. Well, never mind. No no audio coming? Ah, never mind. All right. Well, listen. Go back. This is a really great moment. For you guys to be able to go back and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts on Spotify on Stitcher. There you go. Uh, Amy, I was wondering who was snoring. Well, let me show you because there he is right there. The goddamn dog snoring his ass off. Somebody who was at the party on Saturday night was like, so does that dog sleep with you? Absolutely not. Not a chance. There's not a chance. Listen, I don't get enough sleep as it is. The fact that I got, you know, a 55-pound bulldog sitting next to me sawing logs does not help for seven hours of sleep, everybody. 
It doesn't work that way. So no, the dog does not sleep with me. It will never sleep with me. I had a, when we first got him, I had a, it was a whole thing, man. If he he would be just banging his face into my door, like let me in, bitch. I want to lay down. I want to go nappy time with you. And you're like, no, I just, dude, I can't. I can't. There's not a chance. I don't have it in me to let you come on. So I, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Maximilian, I had to do a podcast last week. I negotiated for this to be my lunchtime. Oh, well, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Oh, right on. Um, but, uh, yeah, the dog snow. I just, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. It's, it's too much. It's too much, too much for the dog. Got to sleep. I love him. I wish we could, but I get why there's like sleep divorces. I get why people kick their significant others out into another room. I get why when you are just a couple and it's just the two of you, you get a a bedroom with three beds or a three, three bedroom house or apartment or whatever. One person has their room. The other person has the other room. The other person you keep for the, you know, shared mutual shit. I don't know. Some people have cat rooms. I'm just saying, I get why you need to be separated. And it's a, I bet it's a much happier lifestyle, sleeping in different beds all the time. My grandparents did it for years. They were, a, they were pioneers in the sleep divorce camp. All right, let's talk a little bit for just a moment, if we could, about embarrassing your children. Because I'm going to feel bad now, because obviously this audio is not working again for the Instagram Live folks. But eh, just a good reason for you guys to hop on in. And uh, download this podcast, which, by the way, merchandise, if you haven't gotten any yet, find some right now, rudypovich.com. It's still up. Uh, working on some stuff for winter, so hopefully the company can turn that stuff around. We get it up for you guys. Uh, also, um, coming up October 22nd, so we're about a, meh, a little over a month away. Uh, myself, Tommy Thompson, one of my favorite comedians who I've loved for so long, is such a funny guy. I've known Tommy now for about, uh, oh boy, 10, 15 years, somewhere in there. It's got to be somewhere in there. Met him a long time ago. Tommy's been, Tommy's been a superb top-notch comedian for a long time. And uh, I'm having the pleasure of uh, bringing him up on stage October 22nd. I believe it's going to be at the Hog's Breath in... Oh, is that Roseville? I think it's the Roseville area. They're trying out a comedy night. They contacted me. said, can we get something together? Would you mind? Absolutely. Tommy was the first guy I thought of because he's just so goddamn funny. And uh, I love the guy. And we'll get you some more information about it. Tickets are going to be cheap. And uh, we'll get everybody out. I think it's going to be a Friday night. So, yeah. So, anyways, now we got a little bit of housekeeping done. Uh, Embarrassing your children. Today, because it's my birthday, and because the only thing I want on my birthday is for everybody to know the power... That is, we've said, I've said this before. There's only one song, and when it's karaoke time, you got to get your ass out and you got to sing. Dude, Starships, nothing's going to stop us now. There's something about this song. Most 80s music is absolutely shit. It is terrible. Most 80s music is so dated and so bad. But this song, oh, listen. I'm not going to go too long because the guys on the Instagram live can't hear this, but there is something about this song. Every time I hear it, it takes me back to the eighties. It's a great hook. It's powerful. It was in mannequin. Do you guys remember mannequin? Oh man, mannequin. Oh, everything about this, uh, this 
song and the movies that it was a part of. I, I don't know what it is. I've talked about it on this podcast. I love this song so much. It's my karaoke go-to. We have been this thing together. Standing still forever. Nothing's gonna stop us now. And if this world runs out of lovers, we'll still have each other. Dude, it's the best. It's the best. So while I was driving my daughter and her friend Grace to school today, we got about three blocks away. And I turned this song on and my daughter in the back seat went, oh, God, no. Hell yeah. She went, Dad, please. Oh, my God, Dad, please, please, please. And Grace is like, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, sweetie, I have to. Listen, this is my job as a dad. I don't want to embarrass you in front of your friends with 1980s music, but I'm telling you right now. There's no other choice. I have to. And she's like, Dad, please. Oh, my God, Dad, please. Please don't. Please don't. Listen, no. Just, I, I, I will, I swear to God, I will shoulder roll out of this vehicle if you play this song. And we can build this thing together. Standing strong forever. Nothing's gonna stop us now. And I was like, sweetie, I have to. Uh, Amanda, Andrew McCarthy crushed on him hard. Of course he did. Dude, Andrew McCarthy? Oh, good looking dude. Height of his powers? Oh, everything about that guy. Everything about that guy was amazing. And um, I uh, I loved that the second she heard that like little do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, she was like, no, please, God, no, no. She knew it was coming. And I, um, we got r- right up to the door and I thought, you know, I had enough shitty people in my life do shitty things when I asked them not to. And as a kid, like, parents get off on it because there's like a little bit of a power struggle, you know. Like, I don't want to be that guy. And I just went, you know what, you're right. Maybe, maybe it's time. I mean, because what gain is there, you know, that you embarrass your children in front of, like, what, what, do, what does the parent get out of it? It's not like tuition goes down. It's not like, you know, you get a check in the mail. None of that shit. You just do it just to do it, just to be an ass? Like, nah, all right, you're right. I'm, I'm done. I'm good. We're good. I'm all right. And that was that. And I felt bad about it. And I was like, when she was younger, yeah, you know, six, seven years old. It's one thing to do it in the Target parking lot when nobody's around that you know. That I'm going to stand by. But I don't know, maybe don't be a dick to your kids and like, cause then that's awful. And then they, first off, they're embarrassed. And then they look at you like, dude, you're the guy who's supposed to have my back. You know, what the fuck? You're the guy who's supposed to be there when, when things go wrong, I need somebody that I can rest a shoulder on. And if you're the asshole doing donuts in the parking lot of the school, listening to terrible 80s songs, how am I ever supposed to trust you with anything else? And I thought, eh, Skip it out on this one right now. That might go a long ways for you, bud. If you just say no and you don't embarrass the shit out of them uh, in front of all of her friends, maybe down the road she doesn't come home with a boyfriend who's got like a couple of neck tattoos and uh, it identifies as a rapper. I'm just saying. Uh, Amanda, it's definitely a belt out loud song no matter where. I love it. I love everything about it. I love it. Uh, Maximilian, my friends and I do the SNL version. Ha ha. There is a uh, movie called The Skeleton Twins. Speaking of SNL, Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, 
they sing that song. They, they lip sync to that song like three quarters of the way through it. And that scene is just like amazing. Oh, it's the best. Everything about it. I love it. Uh, this podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Every single day, 9.45 a.m. We go live on Instagram. You guys are the absolute best. I love it. I'm glad you guys are here. I appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. I'm very grateful that everybody shows up uh, every single day. Everybody comments. Everybody's getting on board. This is a fun time. I'm glad it's here. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. They're very, very unnecessary, but I definitely appreciate them. But I definitely want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.